0: And now I want to take a moment with you guys to reflect back on this Christmas story. I don't want to preach at you today. I really just want to talk to you. As, a, as your pastor, I, I wish more than anything that I could just know how you all are doing. Because this is a very different kind of Christmas. Normally, Christmas is the most anticipated time of the year. We've been prepping for, for weeks getting to this place. It's the most wonderful time of the year. There's no sadness in Christmas for New Englanders. Like This is the last hurrah before everyone has to buy sun lamps for the bleak midwinter. But if we're honest, I think many of us are feeling a sense of disappointment, if not loss. And if you're feeling that way, you're certainly not the only one. My family and I have had to come to grips with the number of relatives and friends that we're not going to be able to see this year because of COVID. It's common in life for there to be some gap between our expectations and reality. But it certainly feels this Christmas like that gap is extra wide. So instead of trying to wrap this Christmas in glossy paper and pretending like it's all okay, I want to start by acknowledging that many of us are dealing with some level of disappointment. But in acknowledging that, I want to then ask, but but how would God have us walk through that? And In the Christmas story itself, how might that that lead us to, to discover our God and His fresh joy and peace, even in disappointment? Well, to walk through this, we're going to get reacquainted with our good buddy, Joseph. I don't know what his plans were for his life, but I guarantee it wasn't what actually happened. Check out with me, Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. Now, the birth of Jesus took place in this way. When his mother, Mary, had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. emmanuel which means god with us and when joseph woke from sleep he did as the angel of the lord commanded him he took his wife but knew her not until she had given birth to a son and he called his name jesus now when joseph was a young man what do you think he imagined for his future You know, we don't know a ton about him. We know that he was a just or a faithful man who sought to walk in God's way. He was most likely a carpenter. But did he want Mary to be his wife? Or was it like it was common in that day that that his parents and her parents just came to an agreement? Did Joseph want a family? I'm not sure. But one thing I can guarantee is that he did not hope for a pregnant fiancé and a son that wasn't his. The day that he saw Mary's bump for himself, I assume he, he thought like any of us would, that he knows this child isn't his, so she must have been unfaithful. Biology worked the same way back then as it does today. And in that moment was Joseph angry. Was he heartbroken? Disappointment hits all of us in different ways. But however it hit him, he had a tough decision to make. He knew that if he took Mary to be his wife, he still wouldn't know if he could trust her to be faithful. What would happen to his honor before God and for other people if he took a woman like her as his wife? So what option did he have except to break off their arrangement? But really, the question was, how would he do it? And he decided in this moment that even though his future plans were falling apart, that he took the compassionate route to break it off quietly. This way he could maintain faithful, his own faithfulness to God on one hand, but also protect her from public shame or worse in the other. But still, none of this is what he imagined for his life. Such disappointment. But reality being what it is, he makes another plan. That is, until the angel of the Lord shows up and complicates things even more. The angel appeared to Joseph in a dream saying, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife because her baby is from the Holy Spirit. And name her son Jesus, which means the Lord saves, for he will save his people from their sins. See, in that culture, naming the child was the role of the father. So when the angel told Joseph to name Mary's son, she was saying, adopt Jesus as your own. But all of this means now that Joseph has a crossroads set up right before him. God had crashed into his life and now two unexpected paths lay before him. First, he could go the way of divorce. It was certainly the way that he could understand. Quietly cut ties and move on. No one would fault him for that. Only God and Mary would know otherwise. Or second, he could go the way that he didn't understand. The way of faith. And receive Jesus as his own. But he knew that this pathway was going to be a steep road. And at times, Lonely, It would invite a lifetime of behind-his-back whispers, if not slander. It would require a lot of trust. And so with this crossroad before him, would he choose the way that he could intellectually understand? Or would he walk the way of faith? Would he choose the way of self-preservation or the steep way of obedience? Would he allow disappointment to harden his heart towards self-reliance? Or would it cause him to lean fully into his God? And aren't these the same choices that are before us? Do we allow disappointment to cause us to fear the future? Or is it an opportunity to fall upon the love of Emmanuel, God with us? And as Joseph looked over these two paths, (laughs) he couldn't possibly predict the future of either road. He could take his best guess. Nor could he intellectually grasp All that the angel was talking about. Aside from from a single prophecy in Isaiah chapter 7, which Matthew quotes here, there are no stories in the scriptures of a child coming from a virgin woman by the Holy Spirit. In addition to that, the common conception was that God was going to send a Messiah to come and bring about a political salvation. To kick out the Romans. What do you mean he's going to come save us from our sins? How? I don't think he could understand a whole lot yet. But despite all the ways his life had turned upside down, Joseph took the steeper road and he took a step toward it. Nothing had turned out in his life like he thought it would. But at this crossroad, he wagered his life, his family, his future on the faithfulness of God. You know that old carol, A Holy Night? It says, Long lay the world in sin and error, pining, till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. I think there's something in this moment that even though his mind couldn't get it, something awoke in his soul. That despite the pain of present circumstances, he focused in this moment on the long term hope that God had come to rescue the world from sin, death, and suffering. And with a hope like that, he would rather walk the tough road with God than the easier way without Him. And therefore, into the first Christmas, Joseph received Jesus as his own. And my encouragement to all of us is that into this Christmas, this one, receive Him. Into disappointment, receive his eternal hope. Into the upheaval of our plans, receive his comfort. Into your times with family, receive his embrace. Into fear, receive peace. Into laughter, receive his smile. Into isolation, his presence. Into broken relationships, receive the forgiveness that frees us to love one another. Into the sadness and the joy, both. Receive Him. It is possible for us in this Christmas to receive His love. For you and me that gave everything, even being born of a man and giving his life on a cross, walking the steep road to, to, to bear your sin and my sin upon himself, making it possible that we might not only, he might not only be with us, but that we might be adopted as his own sons and daughters. Into this Christmas, receive him as your own. And ironically, the source of Joseph's initial disappointment, this baby, became his eternal hope. And when we receive Jesus as our own and when we trust Him with our lives, at times it may mean that our whole plans are, are, are thrown about because now we have given Him permission to direct our lives. But in doing so, we discover the God of hope and love that our souls have craved all along. Into this Christmas, Receive him. Now, if you've never received Jesus as your own, you've never actually given your life to him, I want to encourage you right now to pray a prayer with me something like this. Dear Jesus, I don't always understand everything about you. Or the mysteries of heaven. But thank you for coming to be with me. Thank you for showing me who you are. Thank you for giving everything in love for me. Forgive me for following my way instead of yours. And I trust you with my life to direct it as you please. May you come live with me and in me by your Holy Spirit. That my whole life might be an expression of gratitude back to you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Now, if you've never prayed a prayer like that in your life, and that's the first time that you have, <laughs> you've just begun an incredible journey of life with Jesus. Please let us know, somehow, if you prayed that prayer. Whether it be reaching out to us with the contact information that we provided earlier in the service, or filling out a Connect card, or just calling the church. We'd love to pray with you, talk to you about what that means but now I want to pass it off to Pastor David as we light the final Advent candle.
1: Every Sunday for the past four weeks, we've had someone from our congregation light a different Advent candle corresponding with a different theme. First hope, then faith, then joy and peace. Prior to the first Christmas, the birth of Jesus, hope, faith, joy, and peace were prophesied. They were for a future date In a later time, in Jesus, what was prophesied became fulfilled. Hope, faith, joy, and peace are not just abstract ideas. They emanate from the one called the hope of glory, the unfailing Savior, the Lord of everlasting joy, and the Prince of Peace. Today, each theme comes together as one with the Christ candle as we light the candle of Christ. We remember in his own words from John chapter 8, verse 12, where Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me, no matter how steep the path, will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. A New England winter season is often described as dark and cold, and for some of us, dark and cold is exactly how we would describe this season of our lives. Let's let the light of Jesus chase out the darkness and bring warmth to the cold, and would we, this Christmas, experience the deepest hope, the highest faith, the greatest joy, and everlasting peace found only in Jesus Christ. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this Christmas season. We thank you that in Christ, we have hope, we have faith, we have joy and peace and love. All of this coming not just from what Christ does, but who he is. Father, would you bring that light into our lives, into the chaos and confusion, into the disappointment and the hardship? Father, would you bring that love into our lives? Would you bring that hope into our lives, that, that peace that surpasses all understanding? And Father, would we, would we wake up tomorrow on Christmas, no more waiting, no more Advent, and would we realize that each of those things, hope and joy and peace and love and faith, are found at their fullest in the person and work of Jesus Christ, the greatest gift ever given to be received. Father, would that be true in our lives? In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.